Welcome to another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. I'm Alan Jansen, editor of Cars Magazine and Jobber News. This is a podcast that brings you new ideas, comments, and concerns about the automotive repair and service industry, sponsored by SiriusXM Canada. SiriusXM is making it possible for you to offer your customers three months of free satellite radio. Go to SiriusXM.ca slash for shops for details. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Bob Greenwood, a management consultant here in Canada who needs no introduction. He's been writing for the magazine for a long time, and he's got a lot of great ideas for making shops more efficient and profitable. One of the things that he's been talking a lot about is changing the focus of the business away from car count and towards increased build hours. Shops that have done that have certainly found it was a valuable exercise. I thought it was worthwhile calling Bob up to find out why he thinks we should stop counting cars and... Start counting build hours. Bob Greenwood speaking. Hi, Bob. Thanks for thanks for taking my call. Hi, Alan. How are you? <laughs> Good. Hey, I, I know that uh, I know that you'd like to see shops move away from the concept of of car count. Why do you say that's such a poor measure of business health? Well, I think we have to understand this new aftermarket is quite a bit different. Uh, a service shop today is not in the mechanical repair business totally. It's really in a knowledge based business today with the amount of software coming into vehicles and how it's going to grow, uh, we really have to understand the vehicle differently. But more importantly, we are in the relationship business and it's our relationship with our clients. And my concern is, is that people are talking about more sales, more car count, when we haven't even been looking after the current vehicles that we have coming through the door. And uh, how do we know that? Uh, We measure the build hours per RO. And when the average build hours in Canada is coming in between 1.4 and 1.7, and it should be at 2.5, that mathematically is telling us we're not even looking after the full vehicles properly. Mm -hmm. Now, let me explain that a little bit clearer. Our function today is that we are being hired by the client to ensure that their vehicle is safe, reliable, and efficient. We have to have more in-depth conversations with our clients. I've got to understand the client's situation based on their expectations of the vehicle, how they use the vehicle to make sure their vehicle is safe, reliable, and efficient. So when I hear people talking about car count, I said, let's take a look at what we got first before we go building the business. Let's make sure we're looking after what's coming through the door. And I find that most shops don't need more car count. They've got to slow down and start looking at their internal processes as to how they handle their current vehicles. It's interesting that you you say slow down because when I hear car count, I think of a factory assembly line and like the uh, the old Lucille Ball sketch where she's managing chocolates and they're coming along so fast you can't deal with them all properly. <laughs> and that's what's happening in our business. We're we're encouraging more and more customers to come in, but they come in at a rate that we're not able to even properly do the work on those vehicles but changing the attitude of the shop owner also entails changing the attitude of consumers who may just want the superficial things done we need to educate them about getting a better job done we do and we're not uh, doing that well and but we don't communicate with them we don't educate why because we are too busy we don't take the time with each individual when they come into our shop that is required to really have a good conversation. This is dangerous because if we don't educate, then what are we trying to achieve? These vehicles are complicated today, and we've got to be able to communicate clearly with our clients 
as to the depth of knowledge that's required today to look after these vehicles. Mm -hmm. Now, is it possible to give me an example of how activity-based efforts go against the company's best interest? Uh, yeah, again, it comes back down to uh, the build hours of going out there and uh, on a per transaction basis. And if your build hours are like 1.1 per RO, uh, you know darn well you're not doing everything on that vehicle properly. Mm -hmm. And your uh, average build hours, the recommended average build hours, is based on data that comes from the car manufacturers on how these vehicles are meant to be maintained. Over the course of a year, yep. We can prove that through an inspection process. And the first inspection process that should be done at least annually for the consumer is a comprehensive. There is no definition in North America as to what a comprehensive inspection is. That's the interesting part here. So a comprehensive inspection should be designed on a per shot basis based on their clientele in conversation with your own technical team. What should be involved in a comprehensive inspection? Let's design that. And it might be a, a two, two and a half hour ordeal to do a proper comprehensive. But the purpose is you're building a file on the client so you know the exact parameters of their vehicle so you can counsel and guide them accordingly for safety reliability. And that will save them money over the course of a year. If we are too busy, what happens is my numbers may go up, but my net profit doesn't appear at all. And the only way I can really improve net profit today is by improving the build hours. Mm -hmm. And if people aren't interested in their car being maintained to that level, then they're not the kind of customer you really want anyway. Exactly. And we, for some reason, we're afraid to define our business. What type of client do I want to attract? I'm always going to have customers in the real world. Let's, let's acknowledge that. They're always going to be there. But my concern is, is that of 60 to 65% of the work that goes through the bays does not create $1 net profit. Uh, that's scary. Well, we can't make net profit on every transaction in this business. That's a fact. But what if we got it down to 40%? The bottom line would go through the roof. Mm -hmm. We haven't defined that. We're trying to please everybody who comes through the door. Rather than saying, you know, explaining the value and how you look at things and this is why you do it this way. And if the person disagrees, well, sorry, sir, we're just not the shop for you. Mm. So if I want to improve my technician productivity, where do I start? What's the first thing I need to do in order to increase my build hours? First of all, look at how many build hours are actually being achieved per technician. Uh, this technician, he's only billing out seven hours a day. This technician is billing out 10 hours a day. This technician is billing out five hours a day. Why? Why are we not achieving a minimum of eight across the board? Uh, my, my concern is it looks like the average licensed technician in, in Canada is around 5.3, 5.4 hours. Uh, where's the rest of the time going? Well, before you blame the tech, let's look at our internal process. Are we forcing the technician to wait for parts or approval? Uh, how have we set up a system that can keep them going? Technicians love to be kept busy. They don't like standing around waiting for stuff. So yeah, our internal processes is a design to make sure the technician can remain busy. So that's the first step. So it starts with management first, analyzing the situation versus trying to blame the tech. It's true, though, that you still have to keep cars coming in. So you do need to do some marketing, but it obviously plays second fiddle to getting your built hours up. Exactly. Uh, your marketing should be your, your value proposition and what you stand for. I, I've watched some marketing and it's still the same old stuff, the seasonal specials and all this nonsense. Yeah, the discounts. Come on, people, like move on. Our marketing should be explaining our value. What makes us unique 
compared to the OE arena? What makes the independent aftermarket unique? Just getting the right message out in marketing today. So you've been you've been t- talking about this for some time now. What kind of reaction are you getting from shops? Are they starting to catch the vision? I mean, do you feel like you're you're making headway in in promoting this vision of the industry? I get some interesting comments. Uh, my own client base, of course, they're very focused on it, and it, it definitely mm-hmm. pays off uh, tremendously for them. But when I'm doing uh, sessions out there for associations or whatever, I do get the odd phone call. Says you've just given me something different to think about in a different angle. And he says, "Thank you." I had one call last week. I'm doing sessions down in the States. And he says, I've been in this business 35 years. He says, I can't sleep now. You've just like woken me up. I'm back to school and I'm studying my own business like I've never studied it before. <laughs> and it's it's exciting, but it's also scary. <laughs> he says, it's just different. And he says, I like it because you're proving it out. And that's the key. It's not an emotional message. It's a mathematical message. Math doesn't lie, Alan. And our industry has got to learn to embrace the math of their own business and study it versus watching everybody down the street. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Bob. I I always love hearing how you see the industry, and I'm more than happy to help you pass on the message to our our listeners and readers. So uh, thanks very much. Thanks, Alan. I really appreciate it. Talk to you later. Take care. Well, that's it for this episode of Auto Service World, the podcast. If you have any thoughts on what we should be talking about, or if you've got something you'd like to share with the automotive repair and service industry in Canada, send me an email, alan at newcom.ca. Thanks to SiriusXM Canada for sponsoring this podcast, and thank you for listening. See you next time.